0: That's right, folks. This is Mr. Creepy, and I'm here to inform you, you're listening to Two Douches and a Microphone podcast. What a fucking piece of shit.
1: Remember, if you're influenced by anything you hear on Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast, that's your mental health issue, not ours. Now, live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful Crystal Clear waters of the Missouri River, comes Two Douchebags and a Microphone, podcast.
0: Hello everybody out there, this is Mark.
1: And this is Christopher.
0: Together we are Two two Douchebags and and a a Microphone, microphone. so enjoy.
1: I was going to bring down that magazine, that detective magazine Mm -hmm. about my grandfather's murder, but I was worried about being a windy day and tearing the pages because it's maybe pretty maybe fragile. We do that in,
0: maybe we should do that in your basement.
1: Yeah or, uh, or at least in a, a more covered environment.
0: Well what I'd like to do is write some stuff out for it too. Yeah. yeah. Some of the highlights and stuff and, like that. I'd kind
1: of um, like to get it more uh, chronological when I tell it too. Yeah. It's something yep. I keep meaning to you and i keep forgetting remember we talked about the uh the documentary on jazzland that was a six flags park briefly and then they uh, shut down right after katrina and never reopened and uh, this was amusement park in new orleans called jazzland and then they they were failing after a couple years six flags took it over invested about 30 million into it And then ran it for like three years until Katrina came, and then they shut it down and said, you know, we'll be back, we'll be back, we'll be back, and then they never did. It just been sitting there forever and ever. So that's the part I kept meaning to forget: is is Six Flags told them, you know, we're all we're coming back and we're going to fix it up, we're going to reopen, and then they just strung everyone along. Now, the nice thing they did was they kept everyone on the payroll from, what was it, September or August when the hurricane hit through the following April when the park would have reopened. Mm -hmm. They kept everyone on the payroll, and then they they cut everyone off and said, yeah, no more. But they did keep the people hopeful that the park was going to reopen to keep everyone in the area in case it did. So a number of people were kind of feeling used, because the the park strung them along, but and that's kind of what I thought the documentary is going to be aiming at this, you know Six uh-huh. Flags the bad guys, but it was really more about New Orleans needs this and nobody's stepping up. So, but uh, I mean, wanted to bring up a point about Six Flags failing on them, even though they said they weren't.
0: Yeah, well, like I said before, to me that would be a selling point. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it would be like those brochures you get at the airport or, or you get it at your hotel specifically yeah. and you go into them. And you're like oh wow there's a there's a Cajun place just right next door it's got five stars you see that and you're like man look at this amusement park man yeah. look at this thing
1: yeah, when the kids are worn out, we can go. You know, drop them off the hotel and go eat somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yep.
0: <laughs> go have a good meal while they're uh, while they're sleeping. Yeah.
1: I'm sure there are some people that you know take family vacations in New Orleans, but not everybody. So you gotta yeah, you gotta look sure for everybody. Yeah, I'm sure there are
0: some weird people that do take their families. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not quite as weird as taking your family to a Sandals resort. But <laughs> uh, no, no, Actually, Sandals fact, wouldn't let your family in. Here's how bad it is there.
0: There's not a Margaritaville there.
1: Yeah. And
0: Lake of the Ozarks has one now, for God's
1: sakes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you look at the ads for Sandals, and you can tell it's the place... Uh, no kids are allowed, and they're, you're basically Yeah, they the don't guests. have to say it. Yeah, the guests are expected to show up and have as much sex as possible while they're there. Yes. And they are very oh. swinger-friendly.
0: Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, in fact, Val mentioned that she's... I don't know if she's talked to some people who've been... And they, they leave sex toys out in your room for you when, you when you book a room. Really? They're just, you know, here you go, enjoy all these sex toys. And... The way you see the so commercial. So ever
0: books us a, uh, a vacation <laughs> in sandals, I know what's going on. Yeah.
1: Hey. Well, it's not exclusively for know. swingers. No, I joking around. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you look on the commercial, they show all their huts in like a, a heart-shaped you know, group, and they're all facing inward, they're all out on the water with a walkway connecting. Perfect for swingers.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, true. In the middle of the Never night, partners get up,
1: and all they have to do is just walk around and switch cabins, and it's just a few feet away along the along the wooden walkway.
0: Okay. And they don't have to advertise it either. No,
1: they just the, make it very people, plain. These people, they
0: figured it out, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to do stuff like this, you go to Sandals.
1: Yeah, Ha-ha. yeah. And word of mouth spreads. Yep. That.
0: And then that also the adult part where they show everything they do that so masterfully that you mm. know that it's not a family resort you know yeah it's like, there's yeah. nobody
1: there with a mom body or a dad body it's all you know young feral looking people and the message is you know book your vacation in sandals come here and have a ton of sex yeah but the subtextually is if you want to swing you can do that too
0: Well, I mean, cruises, the the huge Iggy on cruises forever has been there, too. It took us probably like 10 to figure this shit out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like people looking at us like, wait, you came on a cruise and you don't want to swing? What's wrong with you? No, no, that's exactly (laughs) it. I imagine so. There are many
0: stories where we got some hovering going on, Mm -hmm. and we're just like, oh, they're just nice people, drunk. And the thing is, is they throw you off. They throw you off of these really professional careers because, like, one of the worst ones that we ever got, uh, not trapped in, but kind of, you know, they they, uh, had this, um, um, uh, what do you call it, travel agency deal, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, anyhow, they're like, well, you come over later tonight. Uh, to our cabin, and we'll show you a cabin we got for half price and how we got it for half price. Yep. And, uh, and also, we'll book you in on the next one where we have like 100 people going. We'll save more money there. And she was uh, like a, a, a child um, a, a pediatric nurse of oh, some okay. sort, like an advanced one, a specialty, like maybe burns or something. Mm-hmm. And he was a head guy at a Shriner's Hospital. Oh wow! That helps kids, and he's very serious about it because he handed his card out, and he goes, he goes, hey, if you know a kid that needs help, you know, give him, you know, give him this number right here. Give him mm-hmm. this card. Give them this number. Whatever. He said, we'll get them help. And so I mean, they're like really nice people that just believe a little bit, yeah, think a little bit differently. And like I said, I don't care. You know, they're not hurting anybody yeah. as long as they're everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I don't yeah. care.
1: As long but as it's you know, consensual and the people are legally considered able to give consent.
0: All of them except then, for yeah. the drug runners. The yeah. drug runners were the shady ones. That, uh, yeah. But ever all the rest of them were like professionals mm-hmm. and like really well spoken. And that's how they get you in. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got a niece in Kansas City. Yeah, she's uh, this and this. And then you start talking and they're like, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a, you know... A financial accountant, yeah. you know, they have all these professional jobs. They're real well spoken, and i I don't know if I don't think like you know they're not lying. I'm mm. sure. I think what it is is, like, it's just like um, I don't know. To me, it's like a, an extra way to get you in. Yeah. Because you think like behavior like that, you think like maybe not that educated of a person, maybe. True. Yeah, they still wait to show you. Even though that's not necessarily true. I mean, maybe, maybe the smarter ones. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I, it may be that a lot of the swingers are people who are just easily bored, or no, people who are that never too. really cut out for a monogamous kind of lifestyle. Actually, anyway. that's I
0: what I was thinking right there. Is people that just can't, they just can't. Pull the trigger on a regular lifestyle because yeah. they're like advanced on a lot of different things. They're like, well, this stuff is just the same person coming home every. Re- I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, you know. But when uh, in the somewhat um, truthful biography of uh, Larry Flint, mm-hmm. uh, Woody Harrelson played Larry you're Flint. Right. Somewhat, in that, yeah. somewhat truthful. But there was a scene in there where uh, Larry Flint and his longtime girlfriend are in a tub, and he proposes to her. Uh huh and she laughs it off at first and he says he's serious and she says no way why would i give up having sex with all these people that just have sex with you and his response is the hell are you talking about i'm not talking about monogamy it's the last thing i want i'm just talking about getting married so he was telling her let's get married but we're going to continue this you know polyamorous lifestyle and she was like oh okay so there are people like that. There are people who can make it work. And the you know, a lot of people eventually get oh, jealous. There would get have to, be, would have to be, or, be people
0: to make it work because it's yeah. way too much a society for it to be yeah. like a dead end, you know. And it then, would end up like Amway.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. And and that's another lie they taught us in school is that, you know, this way is the normal way, the way everyone should be, this well, is what it's supposed to be. Instead okay. of what it really were saying was This is common, and this is what the people in this category are comfortable with. But all the rest of it is still, I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong or bad about having sex with multiple people, even at the same time. A lot of it goes back to the
0: Bible, you know, and if you read by the Bible, then you're going to think, man, this stuff is horrible. But if you don't believe in anything like that, then you're just going to be like, well, we will differ than what I'm accustomed to but what's the harm in both the Greek
1: yeah and there you get then you get back to when people say well the Bible says this it's like the Bible says all sorts of things that people don't do anymore go to the
0: first testament (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
1: there all Um, all the rules in Leviticus apparently if you tattoo yourself you're going to hell and look at all the tattooed people who claim to be Christians yeah, that's true. And read the Bible. It's well, like, but then really? the same token, so you can that and, part you, ignore, you can ask for forgiveness, this, too. So yeah. you can't do yourself. <laughs> then
0: you say you're sorry, then that means you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not, but you then know. the hook is,
1: you have to actually really be sorry.
0: And not
1: just doing lip here. service.
0: Here's the hook to me right here. Is God can tell
1: if you're really sorry or not. not you know, Your yeah. neighbor or your priest may not be able to tell. They may think, oh, yeah, I was really sorry. But if you're just saying that so you can get away with it,
2: yeah,
0: God's going to know. Here,
1: here, here's what I think right here. Yeah, absolutely.
0: He's like, oh, this douchebag, look at him. He's trying to get by on me.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll sin, and then I'll run right to confession and confess. But on your way to confession, you get run over by a car. And, and well, you do. go to hell. Well, you can get to confess. <laughs> Whoops. Timing is everything. Here, here's
0: the way I think right here is is uh, I think at one point in everybody's life, everybody's sorry. Yeah. A, just a preponderance of whatever, you know. Maybe it's like your couple of animals die, a couple of good friends die, someone close to you commits suicide, gets ALS. You know, yeah. there, there's a point where everybody has regrets. Uh, I'm sure even the most demon bastard of anybody probably has regrets. Yeah. Now, the thing I want to know is that is that how you bring it up to God? Or do you, you'd have to bring it up to God, right? You'd have to be like, man, I'm really sorry, and I believe in anyway. you. Yeah.
1: It, it, I've heard a number of ways. Some. Sometimes they will tell you, you know, if this is what you feel in your heart, God will know.
0: Yes, that's others, what I'm saying right there.
1: Others will say you not only have to feel it, but you have to say it. There are, there are a number of religious leaders who, and religions who will tell you saying it out loud gives it more power, more authority. No, that is true, more effect. Uh,
0: they they have so much proof
1: on so, speaking
0: everything out loud. Yeah. Gives it more power, gives it more existence, gives it validity.
1: and even even uh, uh, physics, you know, there's a branch of physics that is is tying into that uh, mm-hmm. where where they're learning that information is as eternal as matter and energy. You, know, you can't destroy energy or matter. You can only yeah. change it into something else. Um, they're information is the same way. Once information has been learned,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is never unlearned. It doesn't matter if everyone who knew it dies, that information still has been gathered and exists. So that ties in with, you know, if you're thinking it in your brain, that's one thing, but if you say it aloud, where other people can hear you and you declare it that way. You know, the religion says, you know, that's more important, that gives more power. And the physicists are saying, you know, it's now indestructible information. So there is a tie in. You know, and where it came up in the physics world is they're talking about, you know, how blacks black holes will absorb all of that light coming uh-huh. their way. Well the light's not destroyed. It's just packed in there layer after layer after layer. Like sardines in a can. If that black hole ever dissipates, all that light will be released back and all that information is released back.
0: Wow. You know, I was doing physics when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize it, like I'd be working at like a, a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. and like one of the so-called bosses or whatever would come over there and tell me something to do or being a dick, and i go, you're not there, I can't see you. Mm-hmm. I, you're not there, I, I blocked you out, I can't hear you. And, yeah, I used to piss them off, but
1: it was physics. And there's a lot of reality to that, because if you think about it, I've heard this you know, expressed on a lot of TV shows, you know, so, so-and-so, he loves you. Oh, he only thinks he loves me. It's the same thing. Thinking that you're in love is being in love, because that's what it takes. You have to think in your mind and believe that you're in love. Yeah, so good. saying, oh, you just, you're just you just in love because you think you are. That's the definition that's of the it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Unless you're capable of thinking about it, you can't fall in love. Yeah. So just saying, oh, you just think you are. Uh, same thing. Same thing, yeah. So, that, that, you know, that that also ties into the universe exists as it exists. But what we experience is what our senses can understand and our brains can interpret. The rest just gets thrown away. You know, we're experiencing a tiny fraction of everything that's going on around us because our senses aren't attuned to it. And so that, that leads to... Whatever you see and think you see and feel, that's not what other people necessarily see and think and feel, but what's the reality? Well, the reality is whatever is real for you, because that's all you can base your life on. Yeah. It's what, you know, I can't get inside your brain and see through your eyes and think using your brain. I can never understand the world the way you see it. I can imagine it, and I can pretend to, but... If you think, you know, if you're standing there and you honestly believe your boss isn't there, he doesn't exist, he has no importance, then for you, he doesn't. For other people, yeah, he's standing right there and he's yelling at you. Or for you, your reality is, it's just an illusion, it's just a figment, it's not real. And for you, that's reality. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean that the boss can't reach out with a big stick and hit you on it and you won't feel it, because that's reality too. But if your reality is that you can't see him, hear him, acknowledge his existence, and he doesn't exist until he hits you, then no one can say that's incorrect or just made up. It's Well, that's your reality. Everyone's reality is different. Everyone's sense of time is different. The snowflakes have it right on some respects. We are all vastly different in how we interpret the universe. Time moves at a different rate for everybody. But there are enormous amount of similarities, too, so... <laughs>
0: well, our, our,
1: our premiere... Uh, told later today... We truncated we'll have, episode yeah. <laughs> is, is about about ready to go. Yeah, yeah we we're think
0: gonna, uh, a little bit later on today. What's today, the day, 25th? I
1: think so. Yep.
0: A little bit later on today, we're hoping to have the uh, kickoff episode. Um, and it's not going to be extremely long one. It's just going to be a little taste. Yep. Yep. Kind of like whenever you go to wine tasting, they'll give you a full glass. Yeah. They give you just yeah. a couple of sips in the bottom, and then Always
1: you... leave them wanting more.
0: That's right. <laughs> so, so we're going to do that, and then not post for another year, mm. and then we'll put like 30 of them up at once.
1: Yeah. And then of course you have to buy into our multi-level marketing scheme. Yes. And. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where you do a podcast too, and then yes. you charge people below you to do a bar- there podcast.
1: There you go, You recruit then, other podcasts. Yeah, and then they they charge you. And it, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a blurb the other day, guy was uh, posted and said, you know, I need to find me some Herbalife distributors. You know, if any of you people out there, you know, do Herbalife, hit me up. And someone responded and said, what, you're really interested in Herbalife? And he said, no, I just want to make sure I have all of them locked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love yeah. it. <laughs> uh. I was watching a little... You know, you're familiar with that? Uh, there's a doctor who does youtube videos reacting to medical shows and kind of debunking the mistakes and (laughs) Uh, things This sounds
0: like something i get into yeah
1: he's done you know the good doctor and he's done house episodes and he's done uh you know he's during the pandemic he would evaluate you know what the newscasters were saying and deep and say okay this is wrong this is mistaken this one's correct you know that kind of thing but uh he uh, he was promoting another one of his videos, and he said, "If anyone tries to sell you detox tea, it's a scam." And that is correct. Um, the human body is capable of detoxifying itself under almost all circumstances. You have your skin, you have your liver, you got kidneys, you got bowels, you got your lungs. I mean, all these things are releasing toxins. And your body's like a self-cleaning oven. You know, If it's working properly, everything's fine. You don't need to drink these teas to cleanse yourself or detoxify that. Right? If you really needed that, you need to go to the emergency room and get like dialysis or echidna or liver transplant or something. But nobody ever needs these detox teas. Because they, yeah. they can never tell you, okay, what are the toxins that are in my body right now that this product will get rid of? In what amounts? That's true. They, they of
0: just lump them all into yeah.
1: toxins. It's toxins. It's the catchword, and you're not supposed to look beyond the label. And then you ask them, okay, what ingredients you know will be... Well, it's you know this herb and it's this herb and it's this. Okay, tell me exactly how it does it. Give me the give me the chemical. Give me the the organic chemistry. They have no clue because it doesn't work. And it's going to say right on the label, you know, not FDA approved. Does not treat or. Uh, diagnosed any any disease, and you know it's not medicine. Uh-huh. It's a supplement. You know, water is a supplement. Air is a supplement. You know, they're trying to sell you detox tea. Number one, I'm not full of toxins because my kidneys work, and yeah. my liver works, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> respirating. <laughs> I'm respiring. So I mean, if they have all sorts of toxins in their body, then Quit putting them in there. You don't need to take the tea, you just need to quit poisoning yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, well, I mean, that, just that's like why it's um, such a great vehicle for multi level marketing schemes.
0: Something that I noticed, um, I think it was yesterday, no, the day before was Earth Day, wasn't it? Two days ago? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, there's this new catchphrase buzzword, and I don't know if it's true or not, um, but I could see it maybe being somewhat true. For maybe my, you know, I, I didn't used to be able to get uh, allergic. I wasn't allergic, thank you, to mm-hmm. poison ivy before, either, and I am now. So it could be something like this, but it's called super allergies
2: mm. from pollution,
0: uh, and then you know regular pollen or grass or mold or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those two combined brought a um, bring up super allergies is what they're saying. Hmm. Yeah. And so, because of the uh, because of the condition of the earth and the pollutants, they combine together and are like supposed to be just. If, if on a scale of one to ten, you you're five miserable, now you're ten miserable.
1: Hmm. Well, super allergy sounds. <coughs> Excuse me, Sure. <coughs> when you try to inhale a cookie, it... <coughs> that's what happens. Well, I think it sounds to me like the term "super allergy" is vague and has no legal definition. I don't think that's a term that the CDC recognizes. I
0: think you're right, because there's been something there's I, been more about it. Mm-hmm.
1: You can have a severe allergic reaction to something. You can be very sensitive to certain allergens but I don't think you can look at an allergen or a combination of allergens and call them super allergens or that they cause super allergy because now you're lumping every human being on the planet into one category and they all react this way to that one thing, and that doesn't work that way. That's, That's not the way the world works. Some people may have a heightened allergy to that combination. But the way they present it is, ooh, it's a super allergy. And the first thing in most people's mind is, wow, that's going to kill me. I need to protect myself. You know, what is it? What do I need to buy? What do I need to take to prevent this? That was just a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one had any answer for it.
1: Yeah. And that's that's something At least that, not what I read. that I like to watch for in you know, news shows and commercials and things is the meaningless phrase or term or word. That sounds official, sounds authoritative, but has absolutely no legal definition. I Therefore, got one for you. You can use it on any. Tell me
0: if you remember this or not. This is a few years back. Mm-hmm. I could see someone come up with this because there's absolutely nothing else to really go by on this. Physoderm was for skin, or still is. Yeah. They came up with Fizoface.
1: Specifically for your face skin.
0: Yeah, it was a condition. Mm -hmm. Make your skin, like, I don't know, maybe zits or blush or, you know, something.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: and anyhow, it's called whenever you put this physoderm on your face, all of a sudden you became, you know, a face.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, look it up when you get a chance. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, you talk about, like, nothing to go by. Someone came to this ad agency and said... Well, we like for skin, but we like to concentrate on face. So mm-hmm. we're like, sat over there chewing on their pencil, hmm, yeah. hmm, physophase. And probably, yeah, probably eight out of ten of them was like, yeah, get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But the right person was like, you know what, we got nothing else. Yeah. We go film it, you know, have it filmed.
1: And, you know, alliteration always helps, physophase.
0: You
1: know, mm mm-hmm. having them both start with the same letter, it just makes it more catchy. Yeah.
0: You
1: know, like, you know, even even the president done, build back better. It had to all three yeah. start with B. You know, it couldn't be something... I wonder how many times he
0: had to rehearse
1: that. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't name it something intelligent or reasonable or something a little more explanatory. They, they had to give us some stupid little catchphrase. Well, they did phrase. rename it after a while,
0: trying to sell it again, mm-hmm. and I forgot what that. Better, stronger, faster, I don't yeah. know, something like that.
1: Yeah. My you know. response is, fuck your slogan. Just do something. Yeah. I don't need a fun slogan or a great ad campaign. Just be a president, do your fucking job, fix the country, or get the hell out of office.
0: Yeah, if they're be a what party you, cup, you are. get the fuck out. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, yeah. or whatever. You can either do it or you can't. If yeah. you can't, then get the fuck out. Let someone else that can do it.
1: Yeah. Someone I... reasonable. Yeah. Someone
0: reasonable. Yeah.
1: So you yeah. know, yeah, the... The, the like two or three percent of Donald Trump that is actually worth anything mm-hmm. was the two or three percent of him that had no patience for the bullshit politics as usual. Yeah. You know the the kind of person that they get to Washington and they can't wait to fit into how Washington is. No,
0: he was in the, drain in the swamp. Can't wait to become
1: one of them. You know, make the money, get the influence, the back. You know, Trump. The there's a little part in Trump that was like, screw all those guys. I'm do it my way. I'm not doing any favors for you. I'm not patting your back to get you to pat mine. You're gonna do what I say because I'm the president. Yeah. And that little part of him was a good thing. But it the was, way he went it about also it was worked just against a nightmare. him, too. Yeah. Obviously he didn't care about law, he didn't well, care about regulation, he didn't care who he was gonna hurt. And that's where the being reasonable part, be being reasonable part would have been helpful.
0: No, he would have not been attacked so vigorously if he had he had a little bit more diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Because what he did was he pissed so many people off on the on the um, on the left so bad that it made him actively actively campaign and do things against him. Yeah, where before like you know a lot of them did like Bush.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, they didn't like him, they'd express their opinion, but they would not go out and uh, go door to door and harvest boats and do all these things to get this guy out of office they're just like yeah.
1: oh, I may not like him but you know yeah <laughs> I, there are very few presidents I can ever remember feeling I'm so embarrassed to be an American now because that's who our president is well
0: let's is. face it that's what we have
1: right now that's what we had with Trump yeah
0: and now too
1: and that's what it turned into with Clinton Mm -hmm. when he was starting to get blowjobs in the oval office and then all of his all the people who were supposed to be you know feminist and champions of women's rights (laughs) etc that's
0: a good point they all
1: just completely ignored the fact that president clinton was a sexual predator and used his (laughs) office to rape women yeah
0: and the thing is they're all
1: like oh but he
0: was so good he was so wonderful well i get i got Eh. so sick of hearing that yeah he was a great president was he
1: Really? I think he was just better than what was what somebody had before. But that doesn't mean he's great. It means he's he sucked a little less.
0: Yeah, his tech, the tech boom was going on when he was president. He didn't get in the way of it.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> Probably didn't understand it. Probably not. He's Hell, like, I didn't understand it. He's like,
0: get the fuck away from me. I got three chicks coming over. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, that's where you hire people below you smarter than yeah. you. If you're secure... You'll hire people people smarter than you mm-hmm. to get the job done that you don't wow. understand. Like a defense secretary, you know, he probably knew nothing about that. Yeah. Make sure you got a damn good, smart one. And don't be afraid if he runs over you a couple of times. Yeah. Because that guy knows more.
1: Yeah. You know? And whatever whatever a, a, a celebrity does, celebrity meaning, you know, actor, performer, politician business head of a business Elon Musk could be considered personality or a celebrity at this point. Oh yeah. But anybody who is a celebrity their fans will always forgive them for whatever they do. Yeah. And the the people who aren't their fans aren't won't forgive them, but they didn't matter anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Now if they do if you do something horrible enough some of the people who were your fans will say, uh-uh, that's too far for me. And others will say, oh, cool, look how far he's going. And they'll climb on board. It's just a matter of where can you steer it to stay, you know, on so top. so
0: true. It's so true.
1: So, you know, here's a good example. Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. When she was young, she was Hannah Montana. And she was a little darling, little sweetheart. My niece really loved her and had Hannah Montana merchandise etc and at a certain point at a certain age that she can't sell that anymore she's not the sweet little innocent kid because oh my god she's going through puberty she's getting boobs she's getting hips that's right we can't sell her as a cute little girl anymore because that's just you know pedophilia that's just sick uh-huh. which you know of course Hollywood has no problem with but they don't want to tell no, no, you no 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 they
0: want to act like they, they want to <laughs> yeah. act like they do yeah no, that's the old thing. <laughs> They're, They're to, They yeah. want to act like they do yeah. so they, You know, they every single over.
1: one of them was on board Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile plane. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. But, so with, so with Miley Cyrus, they transformed her hey, into you know, you know a young rocker. you know he killed rocker. himself? I'm sorry? Did you know he killed himself? Jeffrey Epstein?
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Bob
1: Saget, who actually you know, hit himself in the back of the head in his hotel room hard enough to crack his entire skull all the way around to the front. Yet he didn't bleed anywhere, and he managed to crawl into bed and go to sleep before he died.
0: Uh, that whole thing stunk.
1: Yeah, yeah. That you know, I don't know how Bob Saget died. What I do know is the way they're telling us the way he died is a lie.
0: No, it makes you wonder if it wasn't auto-erotica or something, mm-hmm. and they did the family just kept it out.
1: Yeah. In fact, the the you can look this up. The family went to court and got a lot of the post mortem photographs sealed, and those would have showed probably what he was into, what he was doing, but the court agreed, oh, yeah, this would be, this would just be so heartbreaking for the family, but the reality was, is the person who was selling the syndication rights to whatever TV show he was on, was that Full House or...
0: Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Or America's Funniest Videos yeah. or
1: something. And See, if it came out that he was some pervert and he died doing something just horribly perverse, then nobody's going to want to watch those old shows.
0: No, you're right. It would so, be labeled, oh, that's with that one mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. So yeah. the
1: people who are standing to make millions of dollars off the reruns of Bob Taggart shows contact the judge and say, hey, all my property is going to be worthless if you tell everyone what he was doing and how he died. So whatever cover story you want to make up, make sure I'm my per- investment's protected. Yeah. So that's when they came up with, oh, it would be damaging to the family. It's like, really? Because when Sharon Tate was slaughtered by Manson's followers, oh, they God, put those yeah. pictures everywhere. And yeah, that was And that was a woman who was eight months pregnant, and they intentionally stabbed her baby in her belly to kill it. And they put those pictures in the paper.
0: Well, they didn't just stop there either. Yeah. They smashed it against the wall
1: and they wrote awful words in the... I mean, so yeah. so telling us that, oh, well, these Bob Saget photos would be too harmful for the family. No, somebody paid you to protect their investment with Bob Saget TV show reruns, and now they just lie to us about the way he was killed, and, you know, people are forgetting. Ten years from now, people will say, Bob who? And they'll see a TV show with him on it and go, oh, that's cool. But if he got the reputation of being some sicko pervert weirdo and people would say well, yeah well he got what's coming to him i ain't watching his show anymore follow the money wherever it goes and you'll find out who's pulling you're not going to find the truth but you'll find out who's who's manipulating pulling the strings you can kind of infer what's going on by by who's making money and who's losing money
0: sorry another person asking about our podcast
1: Want to know when it's coming out? <laughs> and after they hear the first one, they're going to be going, "Oh my go, God, I can't now." This hear that. is on
0: my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wait till it erases in the memory.
1: <laughs> hey man, I downloaded your podcast, and NSA showed up at my house. <laughs> <the> fuck man. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. it may be. It may come to the point where having. Episodes of our podcast on your hard drive is gonna kill your chances for a security clearance.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I, yeah. If I were you guys, I would just like uh, listen to it on whatever platform we go to. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're kind of leaning towards Spotify, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And we'll probably do a couple of others after that. But
1: you might want well to put your phone on your notebook. Yeah, I'm going here. to
0: because it keeps making the noise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's a good plan. Get a burner phone that you can throw away. Download our podcast onto your burner phone, listen to it, and then throw everything away. Oh, and wear a mask when you go and buy the <laughs> burner phone, too. Download it off of like a public library computer so they can't trace you. <laughs> Here we are, a couple little tiny ants thinking we're supermen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, my friend Baptist said, "Yeah, when you said live, I thought you meant now, and I and I didn't even think about that. People are like thinking, oh, great, there's a channel you can go to right now.' No, nope. no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I said it is live, but not to, <laughs> but not to anyone not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I didn't think about that. So. But we
1: are going to be doing some live. I can see in the future just putting out a, a an unedited segment." and I can also see us in the future live streaming it and then releasing it as an unedited segment. Just take our chances.
0: <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, if people don't like it, they just put it down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: I imagine our podcast is so horrible that whatever you're playing it on, you probably just throw it into the closest lake you can mm-hmm. just to get away from it.
1: And watch the fish float up, yeah. belly up to the yeah, surface. Yeah, just be like, oh my God,
0: <laughs> I, I don't even want to touch it, I don't want to touch it Just to shut it off. I'm just going to throw it in this lake so it'll <laughs> quit and I can, I can just erase myself from it. Yes. I'll go get another phone.
1: Uh, you might have to actually change your name, you know, to something else, so... Hey... Podcast Protection Program.
0: Yeah. I listened to the Two Douchebags podcast. Now i got to live in Arizona and work at the <laughs> gas station. And...
2: <laughs>
0: but actually, the weather here is a lot nicer in Missouri, so thanks, <laughs> Douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> um, i got a, I got some stupid human news here. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this is uh, Texas, and uh, this happened, I don't know, maybe a month ago, something like that, but um, anyhow... The dolphin stranded on a Texas beach has died after being harassed by beachgoers.
1: Ooh, I remember that. Yeah.
0: Apparently, the morons uh, chose to ride the poor creature. The sick animal that is found on Quintana Beach, Texas, was pushed back to the sea by concerned citizens and animal aid was called. hmm So, soon after uh, the packs of low-budgets after they take it out to the sea, mm-hmm. soon after packs of low-budget uh inbred hilljacks tried to ride the sickly creature putting an unusual amounts of stress on its weakened heart lovely so in my opinion probably what happened here is it's uh, you know it's a generational thing you know like uh, the dad rode the mom in front of the little nimrods you know so this was a learned behavior you know and uh, actually, I could go on and suggest even more, like maybe the dad might have rode the daughter, you know.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised.
0: And, but, you know, this abortion of the show has some high standards in some areas, so I'm not going to suggest that. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, say that, you know, something something like that probably happened. And uh, anyhow, yeah.
1: There hey, you go. I can I can picture dozens of people who think of themselves as influencers or icons of social media are so important to all their followers that they were getting video of themselves straddling this poor creature goofing for the camera making duck lips whatever and their their captions were all be, oh these wonderful beautiful sea creatures they're so wonderful and I love them we love, love
0: them yeah. yeah you're
1: killing protect them protect
0: them yeah you guys are killing them you need to protect them
1: yeah. and actually
0: they killed it because they put so much stress on its heart yeah
1: it was more important for them to have their picture taken with it Yes. And not let that opportunity pass, and they didn't give a shit what happened to the poor creature.
0: I'll go. I'll go a step further too. Okay, I bet you that you could have told these fucking hilljacks, you could have told them that uh, you're going to kill this animal if you keep riding it, and I would bet that a number of them would have still kept riding
1: it. Oh, absolutely.
0: They'd be like, oh no no man, you know how many this Facebook, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're probably still on MySpace, but... Yeah, yeah. the
1: ones that kept writing it would have been the ones who didn't care or didn't believe you. And the ones who didn't believe are the ones who generally refuse to believe anything that makes their life inconvenient. Yes, I would agree. They'll believe anything in the world if it's fun, exciting, cool, but if it makes their life inconvenient or maybe a little bit sad, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's the absolute truth, they're not going to believe it. It's people who live in the moment. You know, they always say, live in the moment, it's so wonderful. Really? Because people who live in the moment are the ones who are going to crash into your car because they don't give a shit about next week when you have to pay for a new car. (laughs) How's that for living in the moment? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Uh, You know that uh, Taylor Swift um, has a millipede species named after her?
1: Whoa, really? Yeah,
0: yep. Um, Derek Hennen, an entomologist, entomologist I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, completed his PhD at Virginia Tech in 2020. He discovered a millipede species that named it in Swift's honor. According to a paper published Friday in the journal ZooKeys, the species is called Nanara Swiftae, or Swift Twisted Claw Millipede.
1: <laughs> I like the twisted part. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah was writing a paper
0: on the new species that identified it as the new species of the twisted claw millipede from Appalachia. Mm. The the name honor is actually a thank you to from Hannah to uh, to Swift, writing her music that helped him through some very tough times.
2: <laughs> so
0: anyhow. NPR went on and on about this. Me, I don't care to go on and on about it. I just thought it deserved somewhat of a mention.
1: So, you know, that's an interesting thing about NPR. They're supposed to be the National Public Radio with no, no endorsement, no axe to grind. You know, and they're not, you know, they're not beholden to sponsors. But a story like that, why would they choose to run it? Well, first thing I can think of is Taylor Swift's management says, "Hey, we'll donate 15 grand to your next pledge drive." Run this fluff piece about Taylor Swift having a bug named after.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: NPR spread their legs and said, "No problem."
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they uh, if at the end of the day if they don't get donations, yep. Well, actually, I get government <laughs> subsidies
1: too, but they still need donations, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So they yeah. could get by on the public subsidies, but they don't want to.
0: Yeah, they'd they want have more, more money, yeah.
1: so they're not they're not allowed to actually uh, on paper sell advertising time.
2: Mm-hmm. But what
1: they can do is, hey, you know, make a big donation and we'll be nice to you, kind of thing.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's the way illegal donations have been made forever. And to think that National Public Radio isn't above taking those kind of illegal donations—that's just naive.
0: Well, I I mean, and the way they do it too is. Uh... This, uh, this pr- uh, program was made possible by a donation from the Kansas City Zoo. Mm-hmm. If you would like to see penguins in their national habitat, we suggest you go to the zoo uh-huh. uh, during see, penguin days.
1: That's a commercial. Yes. That's a commercial bought and paid for. And then they turn around and tell you, oh, we don't have advertisers. See, they
0: didn't used yes, to do that do. when I was growing up. No. It used to just be this, uh, this segment was uh, of electric company was paid for by the Kansas City Star.
1: And that was it. That was it. They just mentioned their name, and it was up to you to go from there. Now yeah, they now like they the read off they did it. 15, 20 seconds of ad copy.
0: Yeah.
1: That's written by an advertising company, not by the radio station. Yeah. And, I mean, and then they got to
0: have the voice guy come in there too, because it used to be a real generic guy. Yeah. Just be like, "Lectric Company uh, sponsor is provided today by KCPL."
2: Yeah.
0: Now it's like, today the electric company this part of part two was brought to you by I don't know Lily's florals on 150 and
1: uh, 24 yep and then they'll tell you their business hours they'll tell you what kind of things they have in stock they'll tell you what their little catchphrase or logo is they haven't gotten to the point where they're playing the jingle
0: but, but that's I coming. I bet you
1: that's coming. That's up. coming.
0: Because, I mean, it's everything but the jingle right now. Yeah. Like you said, you know, they'll tell you exactly where their hours, where mm-hmm. they're at, what they specialize in. Yeah. So it stops just short.
1: It's also interesting to look at the sponsors of National Public Radio. Because it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the people who will listen and donate mm-hmm. and the type of businesses that they enjoy thinking of being in the same camp. Yeah. Like like your typical NPR listener probably likes LL Bean. They probably like Starbucks, maybe not, maybe they like some fair trade coffee company, you know, they they like I would say
0: that's probably high you know, probability. Of they that. don't
1: like My Pillow cuz the guy is a ultra conservative goofball. I mean, As not, a matter
0: of fact, they came up with a, a company that does the same thing and mm-hmm. they call it something else like not My Pillow. What is it? Uh, yeah. Your pillow, or something yeah. stupid like that, and they advertise on real liberal shows to go against yep. it, yep. like a, like a, on that on that dumb shit Stern. Yeah, they advertise <laughs> on
1: there. But the 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 advertisements that you hear aren't going to disrupt the mindset of the person who's thinking, "Wow, these are my people. This is my radio station. I love everything I'm hearing. I'm going to give them money." And now NPR is saying, "You know, give us money on our pledge drive." Give us money other times of the year just for the hell of it. When you need to buy a car, don't trade in your fifteen thousand dollar trade in. Give it to us. They're telling you, don't trade in your car. Just donate it to well, us. Oh, they
0: also explain to you the tax benefits too. Have uh-huh. you heard that one too? Yeah, you yeah. can take this off your taxes. Only so, if
1: you only if you qualify to claim, is it? Yeah. But they haven't stopped at Just you know, give us your car. Now they're saying, give us your house. I have heard that on NPR. When you die, you know, you know, donate your house. They've already done, you know, donate in your will to NPR. They say, when you die, give us money in your will. I mean, that's pretty sick. But now they're saying, give us your house? I'm expecting next year on the NPR pledge, pledge drive, they're going to say, sell a kidney and give us the money because we need it more than you do.
0: Come on in and labor for free.
1: Yeah. Move stuff around. But, yeah, NPR is... is just as big as Money Whore as any other radio network. Oh,
0: actually, they may be worse,
1: by the yeah. way, that they
0: do things. And, they, and then they feel
1: so sanctimonious about it. Or oh, they give no. they try to give that impression. Well, they we're try to act all like the they're others.
0: actually... Uh,
1: um, better than.
0: Yeah, they're actually yeah. really covering everything that matters. And they're doing mm. you such a favor by being there. And we're trying to make people see things better. And we're trying to make the world a better place. But actually, we're just worried about their wallets.
1: I, I heard a caller I call in. I
0: to a televangelist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you heard a caller what?
1: I heard a caller call in once and say, you know, you don't have fair and balanced reporting. It is all extremely slanted towards the liberal side. Yes. And, there, and the person uh, representing the radio network was saying, well, the way we look at it, is if we're getting the same number of complaints from the left and the right, then that means we're doing pretty well being in the middle. But the flaw in that argument is people on the right don't listen to that That's radio station. That's what I getting ready to say. So they are not getting calls from people on no the right. One, no They're one that listens to Tucker Hannity
0: does Hannity listens to NPR.
1: So the people calling NPR are the people who range from slightly liberal moderates to insanely liberal. So, the in-between of that is really damn liberal. That's their core audience. Mm -hmm. If they're getting complaints from that group, then incredibly liberal is their core audience.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: people who are ultra-conservative aren't listening and calling in and complaining. Yeah, that's right. So, their core audience is way over here to the left and the people who call in saying, oh, you're too liberal, are people who are liberal still. Yeah. But they're counting them as conservative.
0: Yeah, when actually that, yeah.
1: So they're skewing the results by thinking they've got a broad base of everybody well, and they're saying they're skewing. all complaining equally. Well, you don't have they're a broad base of everybody. They're skewing the
0: results on purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They want to be
0: able to go and go, well, we're doing everything right down the middle mm-hmm. because here's why.
1: And the caller made him shut up when he said, okay, you've got your columnist Daniel Shore, who once a week would go on like a five-minute rant of just his personal opinions, and it was always, you know, super-liberal leaning, et cetera. And the guy said, okay, where's your balance for Daniel Shore? Where's where's the, you know, the person who gets to speak on the opposite end of Daniel Shore? And they hung up on him. Because they had no answer. No, they don't. And they knew it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, look, I mean... I
0: have no problem with them being either way if they want to be that and that's the audience they want to get.
1: Yeah.
2: But
0: I wish they would just state it instead of trying to act like it's yeah. something it's not. And that goes for anything. It doesn't just have to be NPR. It's
1: uh, yeah the star. But the problem with NPR is they they're required to be fair and because unbiased they because they get public yes. funds. To get public funds. So the fact is they're they're very slanted, but they have to maintain the their public insistence that they are right in the middle you see, that's where
0: I have a problem to protect is, their money because stream because they're lying to protect their money stream yep. if they're really doing what they're supposed to do they would put both
1: sides and, mm-hmm.
0: uh, and that's it, just leave it you know
1: think think of, of, of all the great examples of large institutions lying to protect their money stream now you think of all those businesses all these for profit businesses everybody.
0: Disney.
1: here's another one the Catholic Church—they oh, yeah. lied for centuries about the pedophilia, the child abuse, etc., and the only reason was to protect their money stream. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing it because God told them to shelter pedophiles. Uh uh-uh. uh no. So you put, you can put, and you know, the Lutheran Church, the Boy Scouts, uh, Penn State <laughs> athletic program. These are all places that lied their asses off to protect their money stream. And it's not just these, you know, evil, corrupt businesses owned by rich old white men. It's everybody. Yeah, everybody, Everybody.
0: Yes. Well, it seems to me like uh, we live in a society where you can point something out mm-hmm. really easily and not really have to put it to the test.
1: Yeah. 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 You know. And, and, and I... I, I, I I want to make the point clear. I'm not saying that rich old white men are innocent in anything, you know? There's there's a ton of abuse being committed by rich old white men, like, you know, I'm not rich, but I'm an old white guy. Now, I'm willing to admit that, sure. But at the same time, we're not the only ones. There are a ton of crooked and illegal businesses owned by black people, Asian people, gay people, transgender people, left-handed people, red-haired people, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're a human being with a moderate intelligence, you are capable of lying and cheating and manipulating to get your way. Whether you do or not is up to you, but yeah. y- every human being is capable of it. You got to remember that to start with. Mother Teresa she could have beaten the shit out of people she wanted to, but she didn't want to. She chose not to. It's not like she was physically incapable or mentally incapable. She's choosing not to. Yeah. But you, it, she you shouldn't think. Oh, they're such a wonderful person. They could never do that. That's the lie. That's the lie right there. Anybody is capable of anything, given the right pressure and circumstances.
0: No, I agree. That's All you have to sure.
1: do is make it in their best interests to do it. Mm-hmm. And whether that means, you know, do it and you'll get a bunch of money, or do it and you won't get killed, you know. Either way, it's in their best interest to do it. Yeah. There will be people who will resist and say, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. But they're capable, if they chose to. And that, that, that's something I try to remember about everybody who's in authority. They are capable of abusing their authority on a moment's notice if it suits their purpose. Yes. And then five minutes later, they'll forget all about it and feel totally justified.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, yeah, when your parents say, oh, trust trust the, the policeman, he's your friend. Uh-uh. Or the, the way every firefighter is held up as this you know, superhero, wonderful, they're the greatest people on earth. It's, really? So no firefighters have ever been arrested for domestic violence or killing somebody or drunk drive? Of course they have.
0: It reminds me of that lawyer commercial, I can't remember, it doesn't air anymore, but it used to be like, so you come home, your wife acts Mm the she approaches you, says I want a divorce, she says, it's okay, you can trust me. You know, it's not like we hate each other, it's just wow. not working. Yeah. Boy. And then it goes on, all these catchphrases, we'll be fair, we'll figure out something straight down the middle. Uh-huh. Then it goes, trust this, <laughs> we're lawyers that defend you. I you
1: remember, remember that. that? Uh-huh. Yes. It was that at, It was that uh, lawyers uh, group that specialized in representing men in yeah. divorce settlements. Yes. Specifically men with a lot to lose, whether it be money or Yeah, custody.
0: and it says that to protect your financial means to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I remember that. But, yeah. yeah,
0: I love the way they did that though, because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh yeah, you can trust me. We know each other forever." And it, mm-hmm. it reminds me, it goes back to that song "Liar" yeah. by Henry. <laughs> exactly.
1: <Right. laughs> I'm so sorry. It'll
0: never happen again. Come on in. I've learned my lesson.
1: I, I, I've seen that used as a comic bit on TV shows. Two people are, are arguing and say, "Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did." really, you did? No, I didn't. (laughs) And, you know, they can keep that going like five or six times Mm -hmm. and it's a big laugh. But, in effect, it's somebody denying the truth, making you believe it, and it's played for a laugh. So when it happens to you in real life, oh, gee, well, it's just a funny moment that I got lied to and, you know, built out of thousands of dollars, but, gee, wasn't it funny? (laughs) Just like on TV.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I, I
1: tend to look at commercial television, any 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 T V broadcast that has commercials in it, it's there to manipulate. Yes. It's there to make you think in a certain way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And overwhelmingly it is to make you like the sponsors and enjoy their products and buy their products. Yes. Because that's the bottom line. If the TV show doesn't doesn't have to do it for the sponsors, the oh, TV yeah. show disappears. It doesn't matter how great the show is it doesn't matter if it wins you know, tons of awards every year. Longmire is a good example. There's people who enjoy the show Longmire. It was doing great on A&E. Ratings were high, lots of people watched it, but the demographic, demographic of the people watching the show were older people, you know, 45 to 60. And the, no advertisers cared to advertise to those people. So mm-hmm. nobody would buy the advertising time, A&E canceled the show. It was a great oh, wow. show, it was it was you know, high in the ratings, it was getting awards, but it wasn't the making them money. The demographic wasn't
0: people that were running out buying their first house, or their first yeah. boat. Or, well, I, I got one for you, and um, it's quite a few years ago when I read, it, read about this. It's been going on for a while, but okay, let's say that you have a local radio show, okay? Mm-hmm. And... It might be brokered, it may not. You know, maybe the station pays them a little bit of sum, you know, or maybe they pay for their time and then they sell it in advertising yeah. and make a buck, whatever. But some of the lesser shows, they don't even subscribe to the Arbitron. Then Arbitron, now it's like uh, what is the name of it now? Nelson, Nielsen, Nielsen yeah. ratings. Okay, they don't even subscribe to them because they don't want their name being way down the list.
2: Uh-huh. So what they
0: do is they have like a list of references. And they go, yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Joe's Pizza down the road.
2: Uh, you know, they uh-huh. started
0: advertising with us, and now you know their their business increased by fifty percent the first month, and then by seventy percent the second month. And they build they build a platform like that to sell that's smart. advertising. That's yeah, smart. that's a
1: better way to do it. Yeah,
0: and they're like, you know, we don't need an Arbitron. We have these people. Like, we may have. 300 listeners, but all 300 of them are going to go into your business and buy your yeah. stuff because they are fanatical about the show.
1: That that's smart. It, that's an interesting. I like that you brought that point up because that also brings up the idea that if you're told the Arbitron ratings are the be-all and end-all, and all your advertisers are going to look at that first, then that becomes important to your radio station. But who yeah. says Arbitron's doing it right? Maybe they used to be, but times have changed. Maybe their, their uh, program, their uh, equations well, are or whatever. What really brought them
0: down, I think Nielsen does it different. What really brought them down was uh, someone, I think in Congress, determined that my, uh, was it minority radio stations or something needed to get, like every one point that everyone else gets, they need to get two or three points.
2: Just to so keep it was, up?
0: Yeah, so it was wow. fake. So how would you like to be uh, Harold Penner? or something like that. Is it Harold Petter? That's the clothing. Clothing store. Peter's
1: Clothiers, that kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like
0: that. How would you like to be those guys? And you see, man, look at this. This um, minority-owned radio station has a 22%... And, you know, 101 The Fox has a 19%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, they're advertising so much cheaper over here, I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. But then you find out later that that was a bullshit 22% that is actually more like a 7%, but they tripled your points and ratings.
1: They gave them in the Experian boost. Yes. Oh, meaningless the points. The Experian boost, absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, that, and I don't think Nielsen does that. Nielsen does yeah. a personal peep, people meter. Yeah. And where people actually wear this device. And, you know, and and it actually catches. There's like a code in on everything that's sent over the air. Not in our abortion you know, Yeah. Nobody no. cares about that. No. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we we can look later on analytics and see the one and a half people. How we got a half person? I don't know. Yeah. But the one and a half people that listen. <laughs> uh, you know, well, uh, look well, at yeah, One and a half listen to the first uh, douchebags. Two listen to the second when We gained a half a listener. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Um, uh, 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 Nelson, Nielsen I think it's actually pronounced Nielsen Nielsen mm. does it right They, because they can actually prove yeah and then they have the other stuff where people are like saying they call in and go hey what did you listen to last night and then like uh, here's something that happened like let's say uh, you got a, you got a uh, lawyer okay he rides a Harley on the weekends and we all know this douchebag you know yeah I'm a rebel I got a tattoo hey. on my left cheek Okay. And, and he's a fucking lawyer. Or he's a, uh, um, I don't know, let's say an engineer. Okay. Yeah. He's some douchebag engineer or something. And, you know, during the week he's like all Johnny Clean Clean. And then on the weekends he goes and he rides his Harley. And he has a couple of beers at some place down in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> called the Pit or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so, anyhow. Okay. So, this... Uh, um, Anyhow, I forgot where I was going with this thing now. Oh, okay. Mm. They would say key shows that make them sound cool. Mm. Okay. So they go, so, uh, so okay, Johnny uh, Johnny Douchebag. Um, <laughs> I yeah. like him already. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, what
1: what
0: what morning show do you listen to? Oh, I listen to Johnny Dare, man. Oh, that guy's fucking, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember when he smacked that guy in the balls. Oh, my God. It was so funny. The dude puked on him, you know. But actually, he doesn't listen to that. No, he listens to NPR, or he, he listens. He
1: wants you. He wants to feel like the kind of person who would listen to Johnny Dare. Yes. Yeah.
0: They they found that out. Like you know, a lot of people try to sound cool by saying, or, they, or mm-hmm. like this, someone try to sound more intelligent. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I listen to KCUR for all the local news and all the tidbits. I so like some of the. Uh, you know, some of the uh, professors that they bring on, they bring on some interesting subjects. But yeah. really, I listen to, uh, I don't know, fucking Goofball and Billy or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a commonly used...
0: <coughs> now the PPM, the PPM records what you're listening to. Yeah. And they take certain this, certain that, certain that, yeah. all equal number of everybody, throw them all in a pool, and that's how they determine it may not quite be right, but it's a hell of a lot more accurate than the old way of doing it when they just call up and ask people. Yeah. And a lot of times people are fucking eating anyhow, and they're just like,
1: tell oh, them what they, do I tell listen. Tell them anything. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. them off the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a commonly used <clears throat> device in entertainment shows for the person to be asked a question, and they give an evasive or incorrect answer because other people are listening. And then later they track that person down who asked them and said, oh, well, I didn't want to say so in front of so-and-so, but here's the real truth. Of what. Oh,
0: I, I got one. Yeah, okay. and, but
1: but that's what they do when you they call up and they say, you know, what radio stations do you listen to? What movies do you like? They're going to tell you what makes them sound cool to the people listening to them. If you don't catch them alone and in an honest mood, you're not going to get an honest answer.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's, that's something
1: that's, that everybody you know knows happens because they use it all the time on TV. You know, someone will lie because someone's listening and then go back later and say, oh, well, here's the real truth. But, so, of course, that happens in everyday life, everywhere.
0: Well, I've got a great example. Let's say that, like, um, you work in a business that's uh, all right-wing, mm-hmm. okay? And you're the only left-winger there. You're a really huge liberal. Okay, but you, you may not, or vice versa, the mm-hmm. other way. You may not want them all knowing exactly how you feel. Yeah. Because then, all of a sudden, you never know. You might get shunned. You might get treated different. They just, you know.
1: And when it's really nobody's business. Yeah, it's really nobody's yeah. business how you
0: feel. And I think at most people, I would say that even people that think they're one way or another, 90% of people are, are down the middle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these hot-button issues is just how you grew up and how you feel about things. Yeah. And it's really not that much difference.
1: And pretty much everybody thinks that they're kind of pretty close to average, even yeah, though everybody nobody, does, yeah, yeah, very few people are. But that's the natural tendency to think, well, this is how I feel, and you know, I'm okay with it. So I'm probably pretty close to average. And, well, yeah. everybody thinks they're pretty close to average.
0: Everybody does. <laughs> because one of the problems is, is no one can really explain to you average. Yeah. it's what you perceive to be a normal world what is it? Yeah.
1: there are there are at least three different ways of getting an average. Uh, this is this is something that I forgot this is something we were taught actually were taught in school but was was uh, never connected to how we could use it. Um, let me I'm interrupting here to tell about talk about averages. The no, averages no, no, that, that we're all accustomed to is where you have like 10 different results, you add them all together and then you divide by 10, because that's the number of results you had, and that's your average. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's called... um, There's mean average, median average, and mode. I think that's called a mean average, is you add up all the results and divide by the number of results. Now, a median average is you take the highest result and the lowest result Find out the one that's in the exact middle. That's the median average. You can think of it like the median in the highway. So while most of the results might have been around the 3 or 4 inch uh, number range, maybe the one that was in the middle of the highest and lowest is closer to 17. You probably got very few results of 17, but that's the one right in the middle of the highest and the lowest possible. Good point. And yeah. that is a useful type of average. And then there's a third type of average, is called a mode, or modal average, where you disregard everything except the most common result. Like, the vast majority of people who answered this question responded with the number three. But if you averaged it any other way, you'd get a different number. But the most common response was three. So that's what they use as their average. Now, each one of those ways of determining average is legitimate. But you can lie by telling people, "Well, the average income is this." It's like, well, what type of average? Is that the one they the income most people get, or is that right in the middle between the you know, richest billionaire and the poorest person, or is that Good the point, average yeah. that you know, if everyone earned the same amount of money with all the available money, this is how you'd get?" It? They're all very different numbers, very different ways of steering how you're looking at what they're telling you. But if they don't tell you what type of average they're using, you have no clue. Yeah. You can't draw any conclusions. But they just say average, you know, the average yeah. user can expect 10 to 15, you know, whatever. Well, what type of average are you talking about? But your your mind is going to assume the best case scenario for you because you want it to work for you. As you know that. So when they say average, it doesn't really mean average the way you're thinking because yeah. if it if if it did and that's what worked out best for them they tell you but when the, when the commercial or the TV show or the politician or whoever the influencer is telling you something vague mm-hmm. it's because they want you to fill in the blanks with what you what is the most favorable instead of telling you every step of the way and want trying to make you believe it they lead you down the path with a few things let you fill in the blanks from your own head of things that please you. You're doing half the work for them. That actually that
0: makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then you come out with the outcome you want. <coughs> so.
1: That's true. I'm yeah. coughing a lot today. It's allergies, yes. I believe.
0: Super allergies.
1: right? Oh, yes, yeah. super allergies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm allergic to all these people down here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, very, that could be very possible.
1: Live from his underground bunker underneath the Little Blue River, another exciting episode of
0: Ask Mr. Creepy. That's right, pilgrims. I'm here for all your questions. Email me at Mr. Creepy72 at mindspring.com. Woo woo. Talk to you then, bitches.
1: So, Mr. Creepy, I'm so glad you could join us, because uh, I've got a very pressing issue.
0: Well, of course. I'm always here for you guys. Oh, my God. You mind if I cut my toenails?
1: (laughs) I guess. Be all right. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: Okay, I'll answer any question. I'm going to be clipping my toenails.
1: Okay. Um, I'll watch for flying shrapnel.
0: I'm wearing my short shorts, my cut-off jeans. So let me know if Lefty gets loose. (laughs) I'll gladly tuck him back in.
1: Okay. Oh. Ah, uh, what? I've what? almost forgotten what I, I was going to ask you. But anyway, so Could Mr. You
0: reach in the grab bag, and see if there's a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not that bag! Not that bag. Okay, okay. <laughs> this Hoo-hoo. one. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, here's here's a good question. Uh, I was at a, a, a party the other day. I guess you know party gathering. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's was, there was food out and there's there dips and, you know, ranch and, 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 you know, cheeses and things like mm, that. Sounds delicious. And there was somebody there who was, uh, he was double dipping. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my. Oh, uh, It's, oh, uh, wh- my. What can you do about a double dipper?
0: Well, a double dipper is an evil, evil creature. A double dipper is a person who wants to control the party without saying a word. This is mm-hmm. a sick, twisted, way. demented, soulless jackal that needs to be stopped. <laughs> okay, well the first thing that you could do that can be done to discourage such activity is to have a special bowl that only the perp will receive. It ah. should be placed in front of him and no one else is allowed near it. At the bottom of the bowl it should contain a rolled up wrinkly band-aid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like the band-aid. But, you know, yeah. these double-dippers
0: are evil son-of-a-bitches, so they're You're probably kidding. still going to stay and still kind they're still going to try to screw with you, mm-hmm. because that's what they do.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're
0: soulless pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next thing you can do, second, you have a little 1.5-ounce bags of individual size chips with mm-hmm. the little portable plastic squares of salsa.
2: Yeah, When yeah. said
0: deuce is done with his chips and salsa, he has to ring a bell that has to ring for uh, more... Mm-hmm. This should yeah. happen for the life of the party. So if the party uh, lasts 10 hours, 10 hours later, he wants some chips, he's got to ring a bell.
2: Yeah.
0: And everybody <laughs> knows the double dipper has to get his little thing of salsa and his little thing of chips and go sit in the corner like a good little douchebag.
1: Oh, it's very he's similar to the walk bag, of though. shame, yes. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> now, thirdly... Now, that crazy, that, that that piece of crap, he's not going to leave yet. You're just going to have to keep convincing him. Yeah. So, the third thing you can do is you spread before-mentioned douche's dips or salsa all over his personal bowl of chips. The bowl should have his or hers name on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bowl
0: should look like a plate of nachos, only with dips and salsa, or possibly a bowl of Rotel yeah. with a crunchy yeah. surprise in the bottom. Oh. So you just make his own. You just <laughs> mix it all together. Maybe give him a fork, or maybe eat him with his hands. Yeah. But just yeah. let him know that he cannot go over to the dips. That his dips are already there, mixed in with the rest of the food.
1: There you go.
0: And it's his with his name on it. Yeah. Now, lastly, if all else fails, when said perp arrives at said function, designates several large men to grab the asswipe. They pants him. Take his car keys and set him set him in the nearest creek bed. This should send a clear message to all other possible double dippers. And that should probably stop at your party. Once you take that bitch and you take his pants off and you throw him in a creek bed, that should be all she wrote. Because if he don't learn from that, then don't tell him about any more parties. You guys talk about a fake party across town and then you go have your party but other than that there's not a whole lot we can do about these evil creatures they live among us they eat and breathe your your kids know them your parents know them it's it's just it's it's a really bad situation
1: i wonder if we could like maybe put a uh you know one of those invisible fences that they use for dogs Maybe like put that around the uh the buffet area so uh oh. The double dipper wear, gets close and it vibrates collar. the crap out of his neck. <laughs>
0: yes, that'd be great. Hey, I think I'm a grab...
1: <laughs> and that way, everybody oh, at no, the party no, no. can stop and look. There's the double dipper. Oh, look at that! Oh,
0: look at those red marks around his neck. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna blister and peel.
1: Obviously, he doesn't learn. So.
0: <laughs> and when when he's getting shocked, feel free to pop him in the nuts. <laughs> Just smack that right in the old nad sickle. You smack him so hard you can actually feel his balls against the side of his leg give in from pressure. Oh my God. It feels like a flattened pinky balloon. Just bam! Ow. Smash those balls to nothing. Or grab the balls with your fingernails and just keep digging in while you're looking at him in his eyes and say, You must die, double dipper, you must die <laughs>
1: Okay. Mr. Creepy is lighting him himself right now. So, just in case you all were wondering, he's oh, he shit. isn't clipping his toenails anymore. I
0: I see some cop lights. I'm out of here.
1: Uh, oh, wait, oh, there he goes. Mr. Creepy's gone. Um,
0: okay, have I ever? Uh, I don't think I've I've talked to you briefly about Hulu's five G problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, did you have something that you wanted to get into? None. No, I'm, okay. I'm just looking. Okay. Well, who you know, um, they're a streaming internet TV-based service. You know, based TV service. If mm-hmm. I can say that. Uh, you know, it, it's a platform. that offers different packages. You know, it's like um, it'll uh, it'll offer live channels, live and local channels, as well as channels on demand. Oh. Okay. There's a lower tier that you could just buy. That's just on demand, mm-hmm. and that doesn't pertain to this. Okay. because you, it's just sitting there and it doesn't matter. You could be anywhere and get them. They don't care about that package. The yeah. package they care about is the $70 one that I subscribe to, and that's so, like, you can get Channel 4 and 9 and 5, all the local channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, so uh, I had it on my—I still have it on my phone, but when I used to go out of town to work, um, what it was is— uh, let's say I was in Miami or on the East Coast somewhere, okay? and I wanted to try to watch a local station. I heard like the weather was bad here and I had to come home in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Wanted to know what I might be in for. So um, I'd go to that local station that would normally be there, and uh, at first it would like show the local stations. It hadn't figured out that I was somewhere else yet. Oh, yeah. So I I, get on there, and then all of a sudden it would like just, you know, I hit channel four, and all of a sudden it would just blink pop off and pop back on and say log back in Uh. and then when i log back in it would take me to the local miami station or connecticut or wherever i was and so i couldn't get the local stations i'd have to get the miami feed or the fairfield connecticut feed or what or something oh
1: so that was their definition of local not your definition of local yeah yeah
0: wherever you were at because contractually they had to offer that because you were in their territory
1: and that's so, probably cheaper for them to just give you whatever's local to your location rather than local to your home base. Yes. So they went the cheap way and they could still call it local channels because look, you're rare, it's local. Yeah, yeah. So wow. anyhow, yeah, so sneaky.
0: Yeah, I even called about and said, Hey, you know, I want to get my regular channels. Oh you can't. So So yeah, all right. Hmm. Well, that's because I tried to get the Chiefs game in Nashville. I was in Nashville for quite a while doing a job, and and Mahomes just came out as his first regular season game besides the one in Denver at the end of the year before. And like you know, I'm sitting there on this balcony, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the score. All of a sudden, it's like 14 to nothing Chiefs. All of a sudden, it's 21 to nothing. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I go, <laughs> and then I'm like reading mail, and my homes is going nuts. So, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, man, okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go in the corner here. I'm gonna load Hulu loud enough to where we can hear it, mm-hmm. and I get the Titans game. Oh, I was so pissed. Oh uh, yeah. So anyhow, that's what I learned. That that's what they do. Yeah. So, uh, so anyhow, so recently here, I found out about a five five uh, G T Mobile. Our Google Fiber was really good at first and then I had to buy a, a bigger plan it was $50 and I had to buy like a 70 or $80 plan mm-hmm. just so I could you know get Hulu and Netflix comfortably without it being too bad yeah so then I got to where Google um, I'd have friends like texting me during the Chiefs game and uh, there'd be two minutes left and they'd they look, boy, we just barely pulled that one off. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I got oh, two minutes They're left. already two minutes ahead. Yeah, or, God, oh, what a tough loss. Man. I'm like, son of a bitch. Quit you know?
1: telling me these.
2: Well, they didn't know I was two minutes behind.
1: Oh. So I'm um, sitting
0: so there going, this is bullshit.
1: Wow. So then, uh, so then finally I found out that there was
0: like this <laughs> T Mobile 5G. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll give it a try. Well, it is running faster, and I'm not two minutes behind on a game or nothing. It's been running great. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, is Hulu uh, freaks out about once every two weeks and tells me this message whenever I log on. It says, oh, it appears you're not at home. I'm like, uh, no. Let's see, couch, uh, there's dogs, <laughs> there's Val, there's... Uh, no, I'm at home. Yeah. So then it says would you like to reset where you're at I'm like you know what if you guys think I'm down the road I don't give a shit that's fine so I hit okay I'll reset it then and then it says oh there's an error you must call this number
1: oh my god oh
0: so I'm like motherfucker.
1: I wonder if that's a slightly disguised password challenge to make sure you're not sharing your password because Netflix is getting big into that
0: I never, thought, I never yeah. thought about that. I guess it that could be. Something then to keep you in your call. mind. They, you got a call and they hear you and you uh-huh. tell all the information and they're like, okay, this is the guy.
1: And they'll localize you by your cell phone pings. And, yes. Yeah. So that might, that might so, be a challenge to make sure you're not sharing your Hulu password. Netflix is really going well, to all be that. Well, it might be part
0: too. of it, but it's not all of it. Not, and here's, not all. And here's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, so I'm like, shit. So then I call in, okay? Yeah. and then I'm like you know um, getting somebody that time of night usually because it's usually in the evening it's usually yeah. during the day for some reason doesn't seem to really bother them or it's just never happened to me during the day because yeah. seven times it's happened so far or whatever it's always been at night about nine or something or you know what I probably get home about that time and then I go to TV and it won't yeah. log on so anyhow so I called down there I'm like hey you know um, I'm at home and anyhow, this is, uh, you know, and I'm watching Hulu and it's telling me I'm not at home and then it won't let me reset it, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So the lady's like, well, okay. And she's got to look and she goes, well, you, uh, it says that you have a mobile connection. I'm like, yeah, I got a T Mobile 5G. Well, that's the problem. So then they have me go to this uh, website called ipchicken.com.
1: Oh, I think I'm, so they think that since your home internet provider, it comes through a mobile. cell phone company. Yes. They they think you're constantly on the move. They refuse to believe that you're getting that internet at home because it's but coming from a place called T-Mobile. Even
0: though, why should it be a problem? I know in why Miami do they, care? they knew I was in Miami. In Nashville they knew I was in Nashville. In Connecticut they knew I was in Connecticut.
1: And that's the whole thing about connectivity and on demand. I tell them it's
0: this shit too. I'm wherever like, wherever
1: you are, you should be able to get your content. I say, why do they care? Tell, if you're...
0: You can tell everywhere else. You can tell everywhere else <laughs> where I'm at, and you make damn sure I get their crappy channels. Everywhere else. So how come you can't tell while I'm sitting at home that I am actually in Kansas City? Yeah. Oh, no answer. So i got to go to the technical guys that they go over, and you can't hear them. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, the lady's like, well, um, every now and then I'll provide you with a word or two to let you know I'm still on the line, okay? But i got to be communicating with these technical uh, people while they're on the line to make sure this problem gets resolved. So, where is it? I'm
1: trying to figure out where that sound is coming from. I don't you know know let me take off here. one of my headphones. Of course, now he stops. And now he stops. Yeah.
0: Over there is where I think it is. So, okay. Well, anyhow. So I'm on. I'm probably on the line about 20 minutes or so. And then they tell me, well, we're doing what we can to resolve this problem, but right now it is what it is. So anyhow, I, I just don't understand why I can go to all these other places in the United States and I can receive programming. Now it may not be local programming, but it yeah. knows damn where it knows where I'm at because of the pings.
1: Yeah, they've got. Seems to me they <coughs> they would have an incentive provide you with the local channels for where you are at that moment uh-huh. if you're traveling so that way you know so you're watching the local news channel a commercial comes on about a local eatery you could you be could tempted go there, to go yeah. there and eat that if you're looking at the commercials from your home that's 200 miles away
0: yeah, you're not you can't go take there advantage
1: of those, yeah. any of those commercials at least not immediately so getting you the local channels for where you're traveling to is benefit for, for them primarily yeah. because it exposed you to local advertising mm-hmm. and then the local advertisers help subsidize the cost of providing you with those local channels so it, and then it would be to their advantage to block channels from your home location if they can provide you with local alternatives but where does that make any sense to where you're at home in your own house and they refuse to show you your local channels, unless <clears throat> unless their system just says, we don't know where he is, we don't know which commercials to show him, so cut him off until he tells us where he is, and then we can get the local commercials directed to him. That well, might be part of the problem, if I'm understanding it correctly.
0: I think that is, but I also think it goes a little deeper, like you suggested earlier. You said, like, it's kind of a password thing, too. Yeah, yeah. They get you on the line, and you have to explain yourself, and that way they know you're not giving it to someone down the road
1: because of this new cell-based yeah. Internet service. And, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people will, will claim, oh, yeah, I don't know how so-and-so stole my password, when really they gave it to him Yeah. Uh, I know there's some companies the streaming services, they will allow you a certain number of devices uh-huh. on your account, like maybe three like two cell phones and a home. And then, like,
0: Netflix TV. allows you so yeah. many. Uh-huh. Certain, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so then, if you know if you want to give away the password to someone you like, and it always pops up, you know, at their location, then Netflix has to figure out a way to prove that that's not you there watching your Netflix. So calling you on the phone would be a good way. So that might be something that that Hulu is doing. They're just calling up to make sure, is it you? Where are you?
0: Well, and it's
1: it's a flaw in their system that they can't figure that out. So they're calling you and interrupting your life. To fill in for what their technology can't well, do yet. Well, here's
0: what, here's where I'm at. If it is some sort of a deal like that, is this right here? I'm investigating YouTube TV. I'm investigating Sling and all these other alternatives. Because if I, I like Hulu and I like the way it's laid out and I like the program, I like the on dim- all the on-demand, all this stuff. But if I got to go through this bullshit any much longer, and if there's a better alternative that doesn't do that, I'm going there.
1: Yeah, and that's really all you have to tell these people is, oh, I have is just say, you know, this is getting too difficult for me. I'm going to some find some place that makes it easier and tell them I don't care what it costs as long as it's easier that's what I'm going to go with because you're making this too hard for me yeah
0: because I don't wish every two weeks to have to come home and call you no. and explain everything and then go on this stupid website and tell you my IP address yeah when obviously you guys already know it anyhow yeah yeah because if you didn't why would you say I'm not at home
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're Sorry. wasting your time exactly yeah <clears throat> Oh, that would be a good response to him. It's like, this is too inconvenient. It's, it's taking up too much of my time. I'm going to find another service that does well, this, and I, I don't of have times, to... I
0: didn't get angry at all. I was just like, you know, I said, I, this is really just getting too inconvenient for me, and yeah. I really don't like having to call you guys. And I was like, really, really overly nice. I go, listen, you sound like a lovely person, so it's nothing against you, but yeah. I don't wish to have to call someone to receive channels that I already pay for. Yeah. 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 So, you know, how would you like to do if you went to the store, bought some food, and then you had to call the store again to make sure you could eat it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they, you know, they had to quiz you because, you know, they tried to Charge wow. your bank account, they and some then sort of you have to,
0: reactions. Yeah, yeah, or the bank account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: they won't sell you your food until you prove that you are who you say you are, and there's your bank, and then you got to go get the bank to call oh, and bring people here, down. you're
0: pre-diabetic, <laughs> you, better put, yeah. you better put down
1: that <laughs> put put back the cookie dough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's oh, as, as a, there's another problem that doesn't usually crop up until after you subscribe to the service is uh, live sporting events mm-hmm. sometimes you're very limited on where you can watch those yeah that um, well that's
0: how this whole thing originated in the first place yeah. is I'm trying to get the Chiefs game and yeah. it's going no you're not you're going to get the Titans game I'm like no fuck you I don't <laughs> want the Titans game I want the Chiefs game
1: with, with, uh, with the dish service I have I, I have a, an app called Dish Anywhere and I can watch whatever my home receiver can receive. I can get through the internet and watch on my phone or on my computer. And so far, it's worked okay with, with live sporting events. Uh, if you load up the NFL.com app and try to watch a live game, you either have to sign in with your prepaid Game Pass membership, or you have to tell them what your local... Uh, or or, uh, cable TV or whatever subscriber is, make sure that if you were looking at your own TV, you'd be able to see that game, and then they give you permission to see it. So you've got to jump through those hoops so they don't show you a game you're not entitled to. And radio stations do the same thing. As uh, I would have to work a lot of times on Saturdays, and late into the NFL season, they play regular season games and playoff games on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, cool, I can just, you know, I don't have an AM radio or an FM radio to take so with to me. On the internet. So yeah, You can load up an app that plays, you know, radio stations. Well, when it would come to the sporting event, it would go blank.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I all you get is a was note saying. For
1: that. Yeah. 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 You know, okay. I, I'd tune into 101 The Fox to hear the Chiefs game. Yeah,
0: and, and all during the music. Chiefs
1: game, it would just be, they'd play music. And they wouldn't even tell you. No. You'd have to go find out. Otherwise, oh yeah, well we don't have the rights to stream that over the. Well, yeah, they didn't tell anybody. They won't tell you. They want you to go ahead and try and fail, because yeah, then maybe you'll go ahead and keep that streaming that for, service. Yeah. And the uh, yeah, so they they will promise you all the same content. That you get, but at the same time, in the tiny print, it says, "Well, the individual providers may require extra, you know, packages purchased or extra fees." But they say, "Well, that's not up to us," so you know, we we pretend it doesn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, you're as soon as you leave your home, your your uh, content shrinks most of the time unless you pay more, which flies in the face of the on-demand watch it anywhere kind of idea we're supposed to have but there again people are making money off of it every way they can eventually it'll get to the point where no one's willing to pay extra to get the same content they can get at home yeah and at that point it'll it'll become normal to not have to but in the meantime when as long as people are willing to pay extra for it they'll charge extra and they'll block you from the content to see if you'll pay extra
0: Oh, yeah. No, they will. Uh, They're doing that. Well, here's the other thing, too. I think football games are going to end up like this. Pay per play. It's like, oh, you want any certain game? Five bucks. Oh, you want this game? Five bucks. Or whatever.
1: And if it were all a cart like that, I could get into that. But when they make you buy every game, every Sunday, all at once in one big giant package, uh uh-uh. Because there's no way in the world I will ever ever watch a football game by, like, half those NFL teams. I'm just not interested in them and I'm not going to pay for the rights to their games when I'm not going to watch them.
0: Like Jacksonville against Detroit. I'll watch a game? Yeah.
1: yeah. I you know, if I like Jacksonville, maybe I'll watch it, but I I won't even watch a Super Bowl if it has the Cowboys in it or the Patriots or the Bucks or any of those teams unless my team is playing them. But if, you know, it's these teams I've been overexposed to, and that's why they make you buy the whole package. Because if you could pick and choose, then the darlings would get left behind. <laughs> it's like, damn it, we can market the Cowboys, but nobody's buying them.
2: We'll force them to buy
1: them. You can't have what you want unless you buy this Cowboy crap too, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, an a la carte would be great. So if you want to watch every, every Chiefs game this year and just pay for those, yeah, I could do that. And maybe buy every, you know, pick another team that I like and want to follow. And then when well, the teams play each also games other, that are
0: interest us. Let's yeah. say the Raiders are playing the, the
1: Chargers.
0: Yeah. And the winner of that game is going to face us mm-hmm. in, 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 in the, the... In the um,
1: wild card game. Yeah. Or, or that makes a difference on whether we get home field advantage. or Those yeah. are important games, but yeah, yeah. they won't the show Patriots us Let's say the Patriots
0: are playing the Bills. Yeah. And... If the Bills win, they get home-filled. If the papers win, we get home-filled. Well, I'll buy that game.
1: Yeah. But instead, we get Eagles at Cowboys, Ugh. which makes no difference whatsoever to what happens with the Chiefs. The,
0: yeah, nobody. And
1: yeah. they do it because, oh, the Cowboys are popular. Well, not to me they're not. You know, give and me an opportunity. I don't even opp- think opportunity.
0: they're that popular anymore. Not like they were.
1: No. But sometimes <laughs> it just goes by momentum, you know. Of course, the Cowboys are still popular, and everybody or maybe still loves them. The, yeah, uh,
2: you know,
1: they they pay to have their name. Yeah, you know, they you know the Cowboys came up with the that. Own, is that. Yeah, yeah, they they came up with the term America's team by themselves. I mean, nobody anointed them America's team. Not
0: everybody came up at once and said, "Hey, man, this is yeah. America's team."
1: No, the Cowboys created that slogan, slapped yeah. it on themselves, and then and pretended everyone it. else was calling them that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not interested in watching a Cowboys game. But if they have to pay a bunch of money for the rights to it, then they're going to force me to pay for it by saying I can't get what I want unless I pay for that, too. And yeah. So they make their money. Yep.
0: You know, I, I've uh, I've got a little thing here. It's a little segment here that I want to call...
2: Oh,
0: it's up there. Oh, okay. Uh, life imitates art. I'll explain it to you. Okay, the Walking Dead series on AMC. Zombies are everywhere, right? Yeah. Okay. Constantly dodging them, right? Yeah. We're just like, uh, you know, me and you are sitting here. All of a sudden, I look over. I go, "Hey, hey, Christopher." Is so, there like 10 zombies coming at us? You're like, oh shit, yeah it is, hang on.
2: Uh, let me
0: go get the guns or whatever, okay? And, you know, they want to come over and eat our brains or whatever the mm. fuck it is they do, and, you know, and of course, then there's all Yeah, we're, we're them after they get done with us, and, <laughs> and they get to eat our brains and feel good or whatever. So, okay. So, real life. Okay. Drug addicts, mm. mental illness. Mm-hmm. These tent people we're talking about are everywhere. Con- mm-hmm. You know, um, everything's constantly being stolen everywhere. You know, because these people don't want to be a part of society. You know, they're uh, they're you know trampling over everything in their path. These people are the zombies. Yeah, yeah. And you know they're stealing your personal property. Catalytic converters are the brains. Yeah, yeah. And, and anything worth a value, you leave something in your yeah. backyard or something. Uh, some metal, copper wiring, whatever. So, I'm saying that this this uh, this art came to real life in front of our eyes.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. just
0: a little bit different, but a lot the same thing. And some of these people will kill you. I mean, you know, it's not all like you know that like. Um, and I want to get your feelings on that about. I think that modern day is, we are in a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. but the zombies are pilled out people, people with mental illness, people with bad drinking problems, mm. and they're everywhere, and there's flocks of them, and there's people trying to live with these things everywhere, just like getting in their way, running after them, doing stupid shit, trampling everything, making stuff look horrible, stealing your shit. Dude, that was loud.
1: Yeah, that was. Well. Yeah, that, that kinda got me thinking along the lines of uh, the 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 zombies that we're currently dealing with are are mostly in the scavenger mode. Yes. Whereas in the movies and TVs where they show, you know, the actual undead zombies, those are predators because they have one thing they want to get. That would be the, would be the biggest get. difference. Yeah. They want
0: to come eat you, and then you're yeah. one of them, and, they're, and they go
1: on. That's the big difference between a predator and a scavenger, is a predator has a specific food and the means to get it. Otherwise, they die, die off. A scavenger can eat a wide variety of foods and therefore can take the least dangerous path to get it. Whether it's, you know, I found something lying on the floor, or I was able to steal it from this other animal that... A scavenger rarely has to go and kill something to eat it. They may kill something to eat what that animal has. Um, But a scavenger is a lot more adaptable. They're not always fatal. I mean, they're just more nuisance than anything else. And I'm I'm not trying to imply that that homeless people are not humans. You know, I'm just comparing them to, you know, like raccoons or, or other scavengers. Um, but these, these are humans, but they're in scavenger mode. But they're still like the zombies because they're a defined group. They live outside of, of, of what we consider to be the normal society customs and norms. They just take what they can find, where they can find it, live how they can find it, survive another day. This It's really like scavenger behavior, and that's... Mm-hmm and that, you know, the thing about zombies is they don't think any very far ahead you know you don't see zombies planning strategies you don't see them training armies or anything. no they just react they're living yeah. in the moment and I can see our modern day zombie invasion they they kind of do that too they live for right now they don't plan what they're going to do next week or, or two Christmases from now or anything it's just you know whatever now is is right now and that's all that matters i got to survive yeah. now yeah so yeah that's that is kind of like our zombie invasion. I think it, it, uh, the zombie movies gained popularity, I think, during the Cold War, because it was another, you know, oh, the mindless drones coming to make us one of them, like the communist invasion There's another way to, you know, this guy is, you You're know, we're talking right. about but the commie invasion, but we're using zombies. to. But now zombies have turned into, you know, the big bad predator oh. who's fast and cunning and coming to kill you. Whereas before, there were just these slow, shuffling, mindless things. Yeah, that's true. Now we've got the fast, aggressive zombies who are the, uh, the ultimate predator. And that's more like, that. that's more in keeping with current times where it's not the big, slow wave that's going to get you. It's it's the little sharp attacks from the ultimate predators. You know, the, yeah. the scammer who's going to drain your bank account. You know, the, the business that's going to sell you a crappy car and then... you're you're out of luck that kind of thing that's but we still have the slow shambling zombies (laughs) and they're more they're more of the scavenger role now modern day zombies
0: We've got a better microphone, but you have to subscribe to our uh, premium service. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now we have to invent a premium service to get you to subscribe. It's (laughs) the same podcast.
0: It's the same podcast that was done in a professional studio. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course, we get to decide what's a professional studio. You just have to take our word for it. His basement. (laughs) (laughs) My basement, pot of coffee. Yeah. It's a pro studio. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that liquid
0: meth you fed me last night kept me up to half the night. Thanks. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I, sorry. I, after I'd already made it, I forgot that you're not a real strong coffee kind of guy. But no, it was no, no, no. It was fine. Fun. It
2: worked.
0: And I was really tired
1: when I got home. It's just I just kept buzzing. Oh, no, like, yeah. Yeah. like, shit. Your body's like, please let me sleep. And your brain says, no, I want to play. Yeah. The good old
0: shutoff was not there last night. It kept running and running. I'm like, damn it, look. I, I'm not at work so don't keep me playing shit <laughs> you know I mean that's that's you know that's a problem we created minds. Yep. is that right there Yep. your brain always tries to make some shit out of nothing it's kind of like yeah hey, I'm bored okay let's see well uh, okay well there's something going on outside you know there is
1: uh, <laughs> I don't care
0: ah uh, no 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 you care you care <laughs> I'm like no really I don't no you gotta fidget around and then eventually look yeah. out there
1: yeah what yeah you do yeah you're gonna get up eventually Yep. If nothing else just gotta get up and pee and then you can look at all the stuff and you want to look you're at like, oh, i guess i'll look outside now <laughs>
0: but not because my brain told me to
1: no yeah yeah when i would uh jam with uh with my buds we used to call ourselves x e-k-s then we changed it to Sec, s-e-k and now we're just the rusty club so. <laughs> so we're all pretty rusty, but uh, we used to jam. What was it?
2: Uh,
1: I forget which evening of the week, but we we jam. We get together about seven, and then we'd play till ten thirty or so, maybe eleven at night. And then I'd get home, and I couldn't go to sleep for like three or four hours because I was so wound up. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, playing music is, you know wonderful for me mentally and physically it's very it's creative for my mind it makes me feel good but it's not relaxing in any way you know listening to music I can relax but if I'm actually playing the instrument then that's about as far from relaxing as I get (laughs) because I am in that moment enjoying every single moment every sound I'm creating and when I stop that feeling keeps going for hours, and I just, I keep wanting to do stuff, I want to create, I want to think about things, it's so tough to wind down from that, so we've changed our jamming time to, uh, you know, afternoons now, so now we, you know, we wrap up before dinner and we've got the whole evening to unwind and get to bed, but... And there are times I'd be up at two, two thirty in the morning, and I just could not turn my brain off because we'd been jamming, and even you know it didn't matter if it went well or went poorly or you know yeah. whatever. It was just it fired up that great massive creative part of my brain that is keyed into music, and it wouldn't shut off. You know I can't use that creative part for like you know, making art or or, or sculpture or, or anything else. It's just it's keyed to music, and when, when I'm in, when I'm making music, that, it just turns on, and it takes me over, I love it, I mean, as there's, I'm not complaining at all about it, it's like what my brain was wired to do, but it's really tough to shut it off, (laughs) yep, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, sometimes it's caffeine that's doing it, but sometimes it's just, you know, getting yourself all worked up over something, and then you can't, get yourself calmed down i'm sure after a football team plays a you know really emotional tough game that they're probably pretty wired for hours you know because you you're imagine in that, you're in that mode of you know create compete do you know succeed excel and you know, nobody puts any more pressure on me when i'm playing than i put on myself <laughs> i hear every single mistake every little flub. is People are like, "Hey, that was great!" It's like, "Oh my god, can I do another take?" <laughs>
0: no, that's the thing about creative people is nobody ever thinks it's that good. Like, yeah, yeah. it'll do, it'll yeah. do, you know. And I'm yeah. trying not to do that with this uh, this abortion. I'm trying yeah. to realize that it's yeah. just just but a podcast.
1: You, you do need someone who knows when to stop you. And say, you know, you've put enough ingredients in, you've stirred it enough, you've cooked it long enough, so, yeah, so just let it be. You and I together, we can figure
0: it out, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep each other from obsessing on yeah. details and trying to well, make things that's perfect. That's how
0: come, like, a lot of times I'll, like, come up with a different subject. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like, all right. Let's keep it going, and we can always come back to the subject if we run out of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and if we be- don't come
1: back to it for six months, that's okay. That's fine. If we come yeah. back to it later today, that's cool, too. Yeah, because so. I realize a
0: lot of people, you know, something may not be as appealing to them, and they're just like, well, oh, you know what, I don't really care about that show or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, what he's talking about here, you know, uh, about Hulu really matters to them mm-hmm. or, yeah. or whatever, you know, or... Or yeah. maybe a, a Mr. Creepy, you know, uh-huh. ask Mr. Creepy might, you know, might be more of their flavor.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think having that variety is pretty important. Um, yeah. There's there's a show that I've tried to watch, uh, a YouTube show called uh, That Pedal Show. They talk about guitar effects pedals, Oh, you tell me about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, their average show is like an hour and a half long. And I've tried watching them, and the guys just they can't shut up. And you know, of course, we can't shut up either. But well, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, they're shows... talking
0: about a, a a needle, a threading needle. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go on for an hour and a half. No,
1: no. And these guys aren't even talking about their effects pedals for, for all that time. They're they're bsing about the color of the guitar. When did you change the strings? Oh, I like your hair. Oh, that was silly. See, all that Which is, amp did is, you get yesterday? Uh, it is. They Abs. have
0: nothing to say.
1: <laughs> and it I yeah, I look at their their episodes, it's like hour and 14, hour and 58. It's like, I don't think these guys have that much to say that interests me in that whole hour and 58. 20 now,
0: minutes? Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be like, yeah, I'll waste 20 minutes. Now, if, if these it's same it's guys were me. talking
1: about, like, pedals and amps and cords and mixing consoles and microphone placement, I mean, if there was a huge number of subjects, I'd devote an hour and a half to watching it. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch for an hour and a half while they futz around about one or two pedals and giggle over their own jokes. I mean, that's what we do. That's 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 our shtick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. So yeah, to, uh, there's going to be people look at our podcast and go, eh, and they're going to skip ahead and skip ahead. Fine. Don't fine. bother me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. I mean, it's. Uh... There will be a test later. Yes. But. but
0: you're allowed to have notes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, I trust that you're writing everything down as you're listening.
1: Mm. Or you've got one of those Sheldon Cooper memories. Never
2: help.
1: Nah. Nah. nah, 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 nah,
0: no, nah. No, not so much. Uh, <laughs> anyone listening to this does not have a good nah. No. Let's see memory <laughs> equates intelligence. Uh, intelligence in this thing. Eh,
1: no. Nope. There's not a lot of intelligence involved no, in what no. we're doing here.
0: No. This bottom-of-the-barrel crap. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. A, you don't have a m- enough money to do something real. Or B, you're so bored <laughs> that you have no choice. I don't know.
1: Right? Or you're being interrogated, and this is the torture device they're using to get you to talk. I'm going to lean towards that. 100% of
0: everyone listening, that is what happened.
1: Yeah, they're probably being, you know, subject to enhanced interrogation. Well, technique. you know,
0: the bamboo shoots didn't work. Yeah. The the you know, the peeling off eyelids didn't work, yeah. the waterboarding didn't work. Yeah. So they're like, well, we got one thing left.
1: Two douchebags and a microphone.
0: This always works.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it usually works within the first minute. So <laughs> we didn't want to do this to you. You know, we're very sorry because um, you know even you know we shouldn't do this to anybody, honestly, but here here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they turn it on, they run out of the room as soon as they
1: he can. <laughs> they don't hear one word. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this and uh, okay. you're not being given a choice, then we apologize. If you're listening to this and Actually, it's by it's choice, then it's on I you. I really apologize. <that>. Let's see. It's well, wonderful when the thought flies into my head and then it flies right back out again. That's
0: the good thing about editing. You guys won't even hear this the fuck off.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be in the bonus tracks in like a year and a half on our yeah. box set that nobody will buy because we're not actually selling it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're going to be giving it away and then it'll, just, it'll never show up.
1: <coughs> oh, yeah. I mean free is the best we can hope for on this kind of content. You know, I was figuring we are probably going to pay people to listen to this shit, but you know, if you guys are willing to download it for free, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, rest assured we're not making a penny either. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we don't want to make a penny. Nope.
0: nope. Let's see. Look at some news here. Yeah, it's all garbage.
1: Yeah. What was I seeing? Oh. I saw an article. Uh, apparently Channel Nines were in, Channel Nine ran a story on it. They're talking about building a park, like public park, greenway kind of thing, over
0: Yes, I, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So like downtown proper. I mean probably from uh-huh. like pretty much uh, Bartle Hall the way to uh, what would um, past the Star Building there. I and think I, all of that would be filled in.
1: I'm not sure if they're going to extend across the state line into Wyandotte County or not. It seemed like they weren't. Oh. This is no, a Kansas I don't think City, so. Missouri I think it's thing. just going
0: to go to the river if not yeah. end at the end of downtown where the cliff is.
1: But the part that confuses me is when they say it's going to be a park over I-670 that will help to muffle the sounds of the interstate Below. Okay, I so I know what, what it does is. over mean in Okay, this, this?
0: That is essentially going to be a tunnel.
1: Ah, okay. And
0: then there's going to be concrete over it, and then on top of that will be park
1: space. So they're going to build the tunnel and then.
0: Yeah, okay. put thing on top of it. So that's why I don't know if it's going to stop at the river bottoms, the West River mm-hmm. bottoms, or not. I have a feeling it will stop right there. So basically, the downtown proper, yeah. one side to the other. Yeah. Because once you hit the, um, let's see, the I-35, I-70, I-29. Okay, you just go south of that, and then I-70 tails off and goes to the uh, to the east. Yeah. And then 670 tails off and goes to the west, and then. I twenty nine ends and seventy one goes to the south, yeah. and I thirty five kind of squiggles through there and then yeah. it goes to the south.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. That whole area right in there, you know, take away the you know I seventy leaving Kansas City, you know, going towards Independence, and and take away um, and, and take away the west part where the uh, where the cliffs are that goes to the west bottoms. Mm-hmm. All that in the middle there i think is going to be uh it's going to be a tunnel like situation underneath there and it's going to be park space all the way on top which okay. i am a hundred percent for i think it's yeah. a great idea
1: i mean the more the more living plants you can integrate into your downtown the better the air quality is going to be for everybody yeah and not just people living there but the people downwind whichever the wind direction the wind's blowing
0: and, and they got to keep the zombies out of them
1: well that's true But, you know, they talk about having, you know, food deserts where, you know, big sections of the city where you can't buy groceries. Mm -hmm. And there's like restaurant or service deserts where, and there's Uh green, there's greenery deserts. Uh It's like you've got these big areas in a lot of downtowns where the only living thing you see might be a weed growing out of the sidewalk. Yes, And there's nowhere to go where you can like sit in the grass under a tree and have a picnic. When you know, see birds and insects and, and bunnies hopping around, it's like that's good for people. I it think. is. I, I mean, think it's really good for I'm people. I'm a
0: great example. Our little uh, sister city to the north, there, Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. Their whole downtown has uh, all these parks all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a, 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 a little creek that runs through it. Um. um you know, trees, uh, yeah. wild habitat that used to be there, uh, you know, as in prairie grass. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. and this is right in the middle of downtown that they allotted this area to keep like that. Yep. What they're doing here, what they're talking about doing here, I think is great because it's, we're talking about a large area Yeah. where it's going to be nothing but green space. It'll also attract people down here.
1: Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to spend more time down by the river. In you know areas that are designed for people to come down and spend. Oh, when they do
0: time. all the riverfront stuff, you yeah, know, especially like the Kansas City Current is going to be moving into the uh, um, to the new stadium down there on the river edge. You mm-hmm. know, just a little ways, not too far from here. Yeah, and um, everything like that. It's I mean it's just going to be a great area to come to again. Yeah. I mean, it's already, you know, the river market area where we broadcast from is great. Mm-hmm. And and it's more popular now than it ever has been. But the whole fact is, is this thing here could be celebrated a lot more if it's connected to places like yeah. the current. And then yeah. you have the green space in downtown. So what you'd have is you'd have, um, you'd have the river. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have the current. Mm-hmm. Then you'd have the condos. Then you have the big dog park bar,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, um, and then you have the bridges, and then yeah. you can Then you come up to here, just right above on the cliffs, just right next door to them. Mm-hmm. There's a city market, okay, and then you have uh, the Columbus Park District, and over there that is being redeveloped, and and then up um, up on the hill, which is still pretty much a city market area. Then you go up, and you have the financial district. You have mm-hmm. some. You know downtown businesses. You have some restaurants. Then you go over that. You have the park district, and then you go past that. You have Crossroads, and then you go past that. You have another park district, which would be the Penn Valley Park and the Liberty Memorial mm-hmm. and the Union Station. Then you go past that, and you have uh, Westport. I mean, and really, then the Plaza,
1: yes, and got Brookside, yeah, and, and you and, know and Waldo's. There's there's not a lot of open space around Waldo no, anymore. There's not just really. the trail to go through. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, part south, it starts opening up. Well, you yeah.
0: have Loose Park in there, too, and that yeah. helps.
1: Yeah. But, and,
0: uh, you see, I could see um, the layout for a really cool layout of a really cool areas of the city kind of connected now. Yeah. Where before it would be like, oh, where are you going to go? Like, let's say you're in Westport. It's like, well, you're going to go through a lot of crap. But, you know, you want to go to the city market, yeah, there's going to be this construction going on, there's going to be a bunch of old businesses, it turns kind of bad, don't keep your car at a light too long, and then finally, you know, now it's kind of like, oh, you go from this district to this district to this district to this district.
1: Yeah, and before it was like, you know, don't let them leave our district because they'll go spend the money somewhere else. Yes. But if you do that, then you realize other districts can't, people from there can't come to your district to spend their money. Mm -hmm. So you're locking the door to keep your customers in, but it's also keeping the other customers out. And And after a while people realized, you know what, let's get all this entertainment Uh, and good stuff together and let the people just move from one to another and everybody benefits. And then
0: expanding the streetcar all the way to UMKC is a Mm -hmm. great idea also.
1: Oh hell, bring it out to Waldo where I live. You know, if I, I could drive they, a mile I or two, park my about, car, yeah. and get on public transit transit to come down here, I'd do it. No, I would too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that 100%. And anyhow, I mean, I, I love the green space idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea, and I think it's good for the city and the people that live in it, and also for people that come here.
1: It's interesting. What, what, what do you think was what turned downtowns into ugly dirty unhappy unpleasant places to live big business exactly that's what I was thinking too downtowns grew to be what they became because it was a way for the businesses who were down there to keep their employees close by under their control without hope of doing any better it's like stay right down here where our businesses are then you can walk to work work yeah. and work and do what makes us money and then send you back to your houses and we'll keep you you know downtrodden and hopeless you know no trees no fun no entertainment everything is hard the only thing you've got is the job you do for us and the money you get so it, it turns the worker into at the very least a captive workers, yeah. if not worse. So for a long time that worked out really well and then other, other uh, cities, I try to say company then I try to say country, other cities <laughs> would kind of change things like let's work for happy employees and those got popular when they were trying to attract people from other places to come to your city to work. Yes, you know, if you're like you know, come here and live in our hellhole and work for us, it's like no, I'll stay here in my own hellhole. But if you say come to our city and we have these parks and green spaces, these nice houses, the public transportation, then you know, eventually, enough people, yeah, yeah. eventually no. enough people take up, yeah,
0: right. and
1: eventually enough people take up on it, realizes it's great, and then the old money-making um, paradigm of you know, a grim, ugly, depressing downtown where the workers are stuck and they have to stay and you're all they've got. That doesn't work anymore. Because at a certain point, they're like, hell no, I'd rather do anything than do this. And then other alternatives show up. And the, the cities that couldn't figure it out and couldn't get on board for whatever reason, they go bankrupt and fail. Um, I'm really not all of that up on... The situation in Detroit, but what I've heard is they've got so much empty, broken, and damaged infrastructure as far as buildings. Mm-hmm. And they've been desperately trying to hang on to the old model of a big bustling downtown with cars everywhere, and, and actually,
0: and, it's become a lot of green space because yeah. they haven't had any choice. Yeah, no one's coming there, and they have all this space that's just like just sitting there. So they're knocking it down and saying, "Put some trees there."
1: And yeah, that's going to work out so well for them. That is, yeah. gonna, and it, it took something like you know the disaster they went through to make this. Uh, the the logical next choice because yeah. I'm sure 20 50 years ago people were saying you know hey let's knock down some of these buildings make it a happier more livable well, place for people with families etc cetera, etc cetera. and and you know people said no and it, now they have no choice and yeah. they're going to say oh my God I wish we'd done this 20 years ago <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> now they need to get their water supply fixed too yeah as far as I know they still is that have, Detroit also besides Flint? it was it was Flint. But uh, I it's I, the
0: same area so yeah, I imagine probably yeah. that the other ones have issues too, maybe not yeah. as bad as
1: I remember it was it was uh, city government corruption that enabled someone to it, isn't, like, the, install a couple just, of
0: the guys going to jail over it?
1: I think so. I'll have to look that up again. But yeah, they, yeah. they let this company install replacement pipes that hmm made a ton of money for all those people but were absolutely guaranteed to poison the people who were living there and drinking water. Mm -hmm. But the people getting the payoffs didn't care because they're gonna take the money, dissolve their company, and then go disappear so they can never get sued. Um you know, purely predator behavior. Mm -hmm. But now the people are stuck with this this horrible, horrible water supply system that is gonna have to be ripped out completely and replaced. Because the relining process, I don't think, is really going to work all that well. Yeah. They've been trying to reline them, you know, in place, but everywhere you do that, you just cut water flow. And uh, and you know, the, what's so sad is the people of Flint paid for that shitty water system that was killing them. They paid for it because they gave the money to the city government. The city government sold them out. Now they have to pay for it again. They got to pay for the old shit that are ripped out and the new stuff put in. I really hope the people in that area become much more uh, involved voters from this point on. Because everybody who ripped them off was either voted into office or appointed by somebody who was voted into office. Yes. Yep. They work for you. You know, if you vote him into office, you're the employer, you're the boss. so many people don't We've even gotta, look at it like that, but it's true. And they won't teach that in schools either, because no. The school system does not want you to become an involved, informed voter, yep. because you upset the status quo, and the status quo is making money for shitloads of people, yep. just not us. Just not us. And that's another thing is like, there's way too many people who's like, well, the system is wrong. Until I get my share, and then all of a sudden, I don't well, give a crap then, anymore. Yeah,
0: then it's like, yeah. oh, but there's nothing I can do. Yeah,
1: I'll fight the system until I get my cut. And then the it's corruption like, is too deep, yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lots of people like that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's all of this is nothing new. We see it all the time in TV shows, movies, you know, books, if anyone reads yeah. books anymore. All these, you know, villainous characters who sweep in and, and lie to everybody and steal everyone's money and sweep out again. We know they're out there. We know they're still out there. And they've been doing this and they're going to keep doing this. But when somebody comes with a, a happy, fun story or idea or plan, we want something to be, something to believe in and feel good about. And we're like, oh, please let this be something that's legit and good and real. And then we get screwed again. It's like, ugh. And you can either become just horribly cynical, which I'm trying not to become. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can be very hopeful and you know, if you're very, very hopeful and open and you wind up, you know, it's like the person who stands up to get punched flat again. You know, how many times are you gonna do that before you realize, you know what, I'm better off down here. If I stand up nine times out of ten I'm gonna get punched down here again. And after a while people are gonna give up. True. I want to be one of the people that not only gets back up, but changes the rules when I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to stand up right in front of them to let me hit them again.
0: No, no, no. I'm going to go stand
1: up over there. Yeah. And maybe I'm going to have a real badass slingshot.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you know, that kind of attitude is, you know, how many times are you going to knock me down? Well, unfortunately. Okay, next time I'm going to change the rules on you.
0: Unfortunately, people feel overwhelmed <laughs>
1: because of the way the system looks. Yeah.
0: And, and if I've they're told, to several people about yeah. it, yeah, they're pretty much told that this is the way it is, and and you're just going to have to go along with it because that's the system yeah. in place.
1: And the, the, the lie of one vote doesn't matter oh, it's just one vote, it doesn't matter. Okay, try this take one dollar out of your bank account, yeah, doesn't matter. So take another dollar out and keep doing it that. Matter. Just take them out one dollar yeah. at a time. Each dollar doesn't matter in the least, but at a certain point, your bank account's empty. I guess $1 at a time really does make a matter,
0: (laughs) doesn't it? (laughs) You have been listening to Two Douchebags and a Microphone podcast. As always, we thank you. And if you would like to leave a comment for the show, we have a phone number for that. 1-877-DOUCHE-9